the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Question for you on this Friday before Father's Day. What do the movies The Sixth Sense and Titanic have in common? Answer, I see dead people. hey Yes, it is Father's Day weekend, and that means dad jokes are in season. And uh, here's what I want to hear from you today. It's Open Line Friday. We will take any of your calls on any subject whatsoever. That's what we like to do on Open Line Friday, so you can talk about whatever subject you want. What I'm really looking for today are a few stories about dads. This is a great day to honor your dad. Call up and tell us what you think about your dad and, uh, you know, honor your dad in that way. You know, sometimes maybe you shouldn't call up and tell us what you think about your dad, but call up and uh, honor your dad today and uh, let us know. It's a great way to honor your father by uh, saying his name on the radio. We'd love to do that. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. The other thing that you can go ahead and do is call me with your best dad jokes. Today is the day. Today is the day to let them let fly. You got some dad jokes? I want to hear them. Give me a call. 888-LA-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. Triple eight. Five two eight two five five seven. You can also email me your dad jokes or your dad stories. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. If I get them, I'll read them on the air to you. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrier, your host. Good to be with you today. Open Line Friday once again. It is Father's Day this weekend. And uh, so, you know, tell us about your dad. What are some things that you just remember that maybe you can be grateful for, for your dad, whether your dad's still with us or not. What are you thankful for, for your dad? 888-528-2557 is the number. And uh, if you got some jokes, you can tell those. Never, never challenge death to a pillow fight. Never challenge death to a pillow fight. You know why? You need to be prepared for the repercussions. See, it's just, there's just one bad one after another. We can we can do that all day. 888-528-2557. Mark from El Segundo. Welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Scott. How are you? I had a really great dad. It's because of my father's, uh, he raised me in the Lord, and it's because I have my faith today. And So he and my mom are married 75 years, very happily, raised three kids, and now they're in heaven. So, yeah. How, lo- so how I, long did you, you say know, they were married? I, I love and honor my dad. I did have a couple of things I, I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. You were you were talking a lot about how to help the homeless, and I just yeah. came up with a really great idea. Uh, I was in the, the Air Force for 22 years. I worked for NASA. I had the James Webb Telescope. And um, the uh, air bases are all pretty much, you know, they're still there. And so I don't know if you remember this, but we had the Conservation Corps when I was a kid. And so I was thinking that we could get the homeless people, put them on the air bases, get them to fix up the base, we could train them, and it would be a very prestigious organization, kind of like the Salvation Army, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. They would be honored 
and they would keep our our parks and our freeways and and our our forests and everything clean. They would be heroes. There's so a certainly a much better way one, to, you know, that's not a that's bad idea. Problem. Yeah. And it, our tax money would pay for it. The other thing is the school safety issue with the gun violence. Uh, I don't know why they haven't put National Guards, uh, Guardsmen, uh, Air Guard. Uh, they would be armed, put them in the school. They'd be specially trained. Uh, the school would have to have a nice Disneyland wrought iron fence around it and then also uh, put in the TSA where they would check people in and make sure they're safe. All of that comes out of our tax money. I don't know why no one's ever come up with the idea of putting the guard in the schools. They yeah. do that in Israel. There are twos and threes, uh, a, lot of, a lot of girls and guys walking around with, you know, submachine guns. Uh, they're from the IDF, the Israeli yeah. Defense Forces, and they protect the public. They walk in malls. They're in schools. I don't know why we don't do that here. Well, I think a lot of things have been uh, proposed. Thank you, Mark, for your call and uh, those ideas. It is Open Line Friday, so we talk about uh, whatever it is. You know, I think, you know, as you're talking about that, Mark, with, you know, putting in uh, the guard in the schools and stuff, it's a shame that we even have to bring that up. As, as I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking what a terrible place that we're in as a country where we might have to do something like that. You know, I don't know about the guard. They're definitely talking about putting armed, a lot more armed officers in schools and, you know, and putting wrought iron fences around or, you know, making sure that there's only one way to get in and out of the school campus, those kinds of things. And uh, you're right, you know, TSA, we've got it at similar uh, screenings at ballparks and uh, lots of places we go now. I think metal detectors are probably on their way to schools here pretty soon. Um, but uh, you know what? That is, that's the world that we live in. The homeless thing, you know, putting homeless people to work, I think, is a great idea. It's, it'll work with a lot of homeless people, especially people who are recently homeless. But people who've been homeless for a while may not be capable of working. And that's a whole other different topic. They need to deal with their mental illnesses and drugs, and we're going to have to have a program for that. Lots of things we can talk about with that. It's Father's Day weekend. Would love to hear about. Did you say, Mark? I meant to ask you before you go. Did your parents? Your parents were li- married seventy-five years. Did I hear you say that right? They were married seventy-five years. That's uh, that's fantastic if that's true. So congratulations to them. It is Father's Day weekend. If you've got a father's uh, story about your dad, you want to uh, call up and share. We'd love to hear great dad stories today. Great way to honor your father um, and share about that. You can also call and give us your best dad joke, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. That joke that you have that uh, you can't get out of your head that you're laughing at and you know it's stupid and it's almost embarrassing to say that's today's the day for that kind of joke. Uh, this whole weekend, you know, dad's day, father's day weekend. Uh, you know, why are they called dad's jokes anyway? I, I think there's some moms who tell those kinds of jokes, but there's definitely something dad about it. You know, I can't really, uh, you know, explain that. There must be a, a reason they're called dad jokes anyway. Hey, you know, as we're talking about uh, Father's Day, and even as Mark brought up the, the challenges that we've got in school, the homeless things, so many things that we're, we're dealing with, um, Father's Day sometimes is hard to talk about. I know. Uh, I know because so many people, um, maybe you had a difficult time with your dad, and we know that. And uh, maybe you're a father, and it's just been really rough being a father. So there's there's a different kind of emotion to Father's Day, different kind of emotion than Mother's Day. And one of the things I want to keep in mind for all of us is number one, you got to do your best to love your dad, and and 
honor your parents, as the scriptures teach us to do, both your father and your mother. And even if your relationship isn't that great with your dad, uh, you know, in your heart of hearts, uh, we know that you love them. And um, one of the ways you can do that is to try to find forgiveness. That doesn't always mean you need relationship. But the other thing that we have as believers is that we have a father in heaven. We always have a father in heaven who's the perfect father. He's a good, good father, as the song goes. And, you know, I want to encourage you, if Father's Day is a hard day for you, keep in mind that you have a father in heaven who not only is your father and the perfect example of a father, but also he is the standard of how to be a good father. It's hard to be a father. Uh, it's very hard to uh, uh, actually take some time and and figure out how to be a father in a culture that is beating up men, a father, a, a culture that is, in a way, saying that dads don't matter, uh, but they do. Love to hear your story about your dad, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Todd from San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Pastor Scott. I uh, just wanted to Hi, say, Todd. How are you? Uh, I'm always good, and I, I, I love your show. Oh, thank you, Todd. Well, I wanted to give a shout-out to my dad on Father's Day weekend and also kind of tell a, a funny story. Um, my dad was a lawyer, his father was a lawyer, my grandfather, and kind of on the serious side, um, he was a Vietnam vet, uh, like I said, a lawyer, and I was kind of a silly kid. We tried to bond through different things, and one of the things we did was the um, Pine, was it the Pine Derby, or something like that, Pine Car Derby Mm -hmm. with the Boy Scouts. And uh, it was the first year doing it, and my dad, you know, wasn't a very, you know, uh, didn't know wood stuff or any kind of mechanics or anything with the wheels or, you know, so we, we made this car and put ball bearings in it to make it a certain weight and whatnot. And he goes, okay, Todd, now it's time to, we're going to paint the car. And, uh, he would get the spray can out. I've never used spray can or anything. I think at the time I was maybe eight or nine and he goes, okay, you know, and he's real serious and he goes, you got, you know, make sure he doesn't overspray. <laughs> so I go to spray it and I hit the nozzle and it sprays right into his face. He didn't tell me to look for the hole and point it to the car, and I thought, oh, my goodness, he's going to get so mad at me. But he just started laughing. I started laughing. It was just a moment we still talk about, you know, every Christmas thing. I spray painted my dad's face as we're trying to do the Pinewood Derby. That is a great story. That's hilarious. And, uh, you know, much better to do that to dad than to do that to mom, actually. Yeah, I think that makes it a yeah. very good. You know, make, it makes it a really good dad story. <laughs> but my dad, you know, bless his heart. You know, like I said, he was a he's a lawyer and a son of a lawyer, so he didn't know how to do barbecues or fishing or that kind of stuff. But he sure tried, and you know, I love him the yeah. best. And he always has supported me throughout my whole life. And you know, I really, you know, we are best friends, and so I feel very blessed. So I wanted to give a shout out to my pops, James, on uh, coming up here on Father's Day. All right, Todd's dad, James. James, happy Father's Day to you. Uh, Thank you, Todd, for calling. Thank you for your story. Uh, That's a great story. Hey, if you want to tell us your story about your dad, honor your dad, it's Father's Day weekend. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Isn't that a great story about the the spray paint and the pine car derby? You know what the pine car car derby is? The uh, Boy Scouts do that. Other, Other groups will do that sometimes. You take a block of wood and you carve it into a car. 
and you you have some different materials that are sort of made for you probably where you put the little axles on and some plastic wheels, and then they have a race. They go down these little tracks, and, uh, you know, I remember being a part of one of those at a, at a camp one time, and our team was just rocking it. We were winning, and this is a church camp, mind you, and we were winning the Pine Car Derby race, and it was like all week long. You, you built your car. And I was not very artistic with the wood, so all I did was sort of carve off the back, and then I just the front of it was just this big block. I hardly did anything to it, uh, you know, and I painted it. And for some reason, that worked. I did really well through most of the week. But there's one guy on our team, and his car was amazing. And I mean, he was blowing away the competition, right? He was completely blowing away the competition. It was it was like, uh, you know. Uh, one of those uh, swimmers in the, who's changed their gender, and they're in the girls' race, and it's a dude blowing away all the girls away, and everyone's, you know. And, uh, like, he was winning so far in advance. I'm not kidding. He was in the final race, and he was going to win. And whatever at this camp, it was a big prize. We are all going to get major ice cream or something. Well, all of a sudden, his car was taken off the track, and a bunch of judges, they have judges for this, the judges go <laughs> off to the side. And it's like it reminded me of when – umpires took George Brett's bat off to the side to decide whether or not there's too much pine tar on it. And sure enough, they came back and they said, you're out. And he went crazy. Well, it turned out what he was doing is he was putting chapstick in the screws on the wheels. And apparently that was making the, the car go much faster. <laughs> and uh, we got disqualified. We got no ice cream because he was putting chapstick on the wheels of his pine tar and pine tar derby car um so uh boys uh don't do that at your pine tar tar why is why am i saying pine tar what is it called pine tar i got that game now stuck in my head pinewood derby Brett, pinewood derby uh don't do that 888-528-2557 is the number 888-528-2557 uh, vanessa and downey welcome to southern california live God bless you for this new position that you're at. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Vanessa. You're welcome. Uh, I'd just like to share a little quick story about my dad for Father's Day. His name is yeah. Oscar Baruman. He went with the Lord about... I just made the volleyball team, and we had to have a physical. And so my mom usually is the one that goes in with me, but my dad had the day off, and he decided to go in there, and he's a serious guy. If you look at him, you'd be afraid to be in the dark alley with him because he has some tattoos, his past uh-huh. life. But uh, we're in there and we're waiting. They tell me we're going to have to do three uh, shots. I'm kind of scared and I start crying and my dad just pulls up his shorts and he makes, and he does this little funny little dance. And he's not that kind of guy to, to act silly. And he just started dancing around. And it just made me laugh so much that it just took away all the, the fear on um. You know, my dad always tell me, you don't want anybody to mislead you, so you've always got to read God's Word. And even though I'd always fight with him, he just, uh, and I got his Bible, so I just want to say, you know, glory to God for our Heavenly Father that he instructs his children. So thank you so much, brother. Oh, thank you very much, Vanessa. That's a great story. You know what, Dad, sometimes just like that, the simplest thing that you do for your kids that they remember that encourages them, and you do a little silly dance, do something that just, takes the pressure off. That's such a great dad story, really. Thank you, Vanessa, for that, and thank you for calling. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to call and share your story about your dad for Father's Day, 888-528-2557. 
Also, you can call and share your favorite uh, dad joke. We're, we're definitely open to dad jokes really any time on this program, but definitely today, great day for dad jokes. You know, um, she talked about at the end there how her dad, uh, she remembers lessons. You know, those are some other things that we get from our dad. Uh, you know, I got stories about my dad. I'll be honest, I love my dad so much. I, it's going to be hard to talk about my dad, you know, this way. And my dad's a pastor. He's been a pastor. He's still a pastor. He's still working full-time, and uh, he's getting up there, as uh, as happens. And I'll tell you what, one of the best pieces of advice, there are many, but uh, as you know, I became a pastor, and one of the great, greatest pieces of advice my dad ever gave me as a pastor, but I think this applies to anybody, regardless of what profession you might be in, is this. Always, always, always teach from the Bible. He said, there's times when you've got to address things in the culture like we do, and there are times when you need to uh, speak about issues and topics and things like that. He says, but always bring it back to the Bible and the best you can teach people the Bible. He said, and here's the best, here's the best as a pastor advice. He said, here's the reason too. He goes, number one, you want people to know their Bible. That's, that's part of what you're doing. It's God's word. It's not your word. It's the Bible. He goes, but he said this, and I'll tell you what, it pays off all the time. He says, the more that people, if people disagree with you, he says, the more that they have to argue with the Bible and less with you, the better off you're going to be as a pastor. He says, if they're just arguing with you about your opinion about something, you know, it's going to be hard to uh, hold your position even if you're right about something because who knows if you're right or wrong about some issue going on. But if you take it back to the Bible, if you're always preaching the Bible, then they've got to argue with the Word of God, and that's a lot harder to do. And, you know, I'll tell you what, in 25 years of pastoral ministry, in the time I've spent on the radio, the more that we bring things back to Scripture and really ask people to wrestle with the Scripture, maybe there's part of the Scripture that you don't agree with, fine, go wrestle with it and go wrestle with God about it. The thing is with the Scripture is that whatever the Scripture actually means, whatever it was, whatever that passage you're dealing with, whatever it meant to say, that's true, whether we like it or not. And then you got to argue with God, not your preacher, uh, not your Bible study leader, not somebody who wrote some book or your favorite radio host, but you order, you, you argue with God. I'll tell you what, from um, one pastor to another, my dad to me, and that's that advice I give to every pastor that I sit down with, every young pastor, preach the word of God in season, out of season. And if people are going to argue with you, if people are going to have a problem with you, make sure that the bigger problem they have is with the word of God, not with you, because you're going to lose <laughs> and you're going to be wrong sometimes. Uh, I'm wrong sometimes, um, but it's much better when I can point him to the Scripture. And if I'm wrong about the Scripture, I can repent there to the, to the Lord. Uh, but uh, if the thing that they're really arguing about is the Word of God, uh, then you've got somebody in the right place too, because if you don't like the Word of God, take it to the Lord. Be honest. He knows you don't agree. He knows that you don't really like that part, that particular passage. Wrestle with the Lord. That's how you grow in your faith. And uh, such great advice. Uh, so thank you, Dad, for that. Uh, very much. 888-528-2557 is the number. We'd love to hear your Father's Day story, a story about your dad, something you'd like to share, a way to honor him on our program today, 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go with Chris and Whittier. Chris, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Chris. My, uh, yeah, my, my birth father, uh, they got divorced. My mom got divorced when I was less than one year old. So I never really had a chance to bond with him. He was pretty quickly replaced by my stepfather. 
And my step, you know, sometimes relationships between sons and stepfathers can be dicey, and yeah. I was not an exception to that. But um, my birth father would come around every once in a while and bring these little advertising tchotchkes that he would sell with logos on them. So, he, you know, that's how we knew him. And my mom gave him the name, um, his name was Daddy Blaine. Blaine was his first name. So we kind of knew him as this kind of a party guy, like a party clown that would come around once in a while, not a father figure. But as we grew up, my relationship with my stepfather became worse and worse and worse Till by the time I was a teenager, it just broke entirely. So from my teenage years up until almost 30 years old, I just consider myself fatherless. Mm. But every once in a while, my birth father, Blaine, would call, and he always wanted this kind of a, a father-son relationship that, you know, was never planted in me. I didn't have that kind of primal bonding with him. So him demanding these father-son talks was just awkward at best and just uh, absolutely, you know, couldn't do it at worst. So one day I'm, I'm married to my wife. I have my own son now who's autistic. And my father calls up. And so I was kind of dreading this call, going to go through this usual script. And we started talking, and I was letting him know about how difficult fathering was for my autistic son, who at that point was only three years old. All my, you know, ideas about fathering were shattered. And he told me, you know, you can't be the kind of father you always dreamed of being, but you've got to stand your ground and be the kind of dad that he needs. And when he said that, something like a vision popped in my mind. And suddenly I saw him as a 20-year-old man that played his hand badly early on and lost his wife and his three little kids. And all of his dreams of fathering, whatever he thought fathering would be like, just came down in like a train wreck. And so I kind of asked him, you know, Blaine, if, if things had been different, what would you have done with me? And he said, you know, I would have, I would have camped with you out in the backyard. I would have thrown a baseball to you. We would have built a treehouse and spend the night in it. We would have built a hot rod in the garage. He said a whole bunch of things, but, you know, I couldn't even hear it because I was just bawling mm. like a baby, howling. I mean, I had asked a question and got too close to the heart, and it broke through. And this geyser of emotion uh, was just flooding, and then he started bawling on the other end of the line. <laughs> so for a while, we're both holding these phones, just honking and, and wailing into the phone at each other. Finally, I got to a point where I could put a few words together, and I told him, you know, i, I got to hang up. Uh, you know, I'll call you later. And he said, I love you, son. And we hung up. And um, we never talked about that incident again for the rest of our lives. Well, a couple decades, decades rolled by, and he passed away. And the memorial's being held at my sister's house, and I went down with now my adult autistic son, and my autistic son was just so insecure, he just couldn't be brought around people. He was attacking everybody in sight. So the entire memorial I spent driving around town with, with my boy James in the car um, until everybody was gone and the whole memorial was over. And when I came back, you know, um, all was left were the photos that were uh, stood up in the memorial. But in a weird way, I kind of felt like I did him honor because... You know, to this day, I'm um, uh, 
standing my post with my son, and it's not at all like what I thought father would ever be, but it's what I needed to be for my boy at that mm-hmm. point. And so his, my dad, you know, he's passed away a couple years from now, and I just want to lay tribute to him. You didn't get the way that you always thought you would, Pop, but someday we're going to pick up that conversation on the other side. Chris, thank you for that story. It's so encouraging, you know, um, and um, I got to go to a break real quick. I'm going to pray for you and your son, James. God, I thank you for Chris and his his story and just that you kept his dad. We'll call him Blaine, but you know who he is, that he just stayed the course and really tried to have that relationship and that he had an impact. And I pray for, for Chris's son, James, that he would – through his autism and the struggles that he has, see the love his dad has for him. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for that. I pray that you would bless them, make them all aware of your presence and the fact that you are our perfect father and we get to be together with you as family one day in perfection and perfect relationship with each other. Thank you, God, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. Give us a call. Tell a story about your dad. It's Father's Day weekend. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Great to be with you. It's Father's Day weekend. You got a gift for Father's Day? Do you get gifts for Father's Day, or is it more of an activity that you do for Father's Day? What do you like? It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever you'd like to to talk about on our program today, 888-528-2557. 2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Normally, we stay on one topic, but if you would like to change the subject to talk about church, to talk about the Bible, to talk about current events, those kinds of things, we'll talk about those today. But it is Father's Day weekend, and what we've been doing so far mostly is hearing from you stories about your dad. Um, Since it's Father's Day weekend, maybe you'd like to just call up, share your favorite story, share a dad joke, share something that honors your father uh, or your dad, maybe it's not your actual father. You know, a lot of a lot of us have um, adopted fathers. We have uh, men who raised us in different circumstances and honor that person. You know, they can be your dad, not necessarily your father. I understand how that goes for a lot of people. We'd love to hear that story and honor them today. You can call me right now, 888-528-2557. Uh, Vicki from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you. Um, yeah, I had a question, um, <laughs> kind of a difficult situation, but what if you're in a church and you built friendships there and you're kind of attached, but they're teaching things that are totally contrary to the Bible and you're trying to tell them, but they keep saying that you're wrong. And, you know, I know that it's not true that uh, we can't actually be saved until Jesus comes back and that born-again Christians have to work their way to heaven or God's going to pour out their wrath, his wrath on those people and I know the Bible says he's coming back but he's coming back to avenge his people for being martyred and all these things that's going to happen and and to judge an ungodly world we're judged at the Bema seat for how we lived as Christians but God's not uh, condemning his uh, saved people all right so so you're in a church where um, let me go through it real quick so one of the things that they're teaching uh, is uh, what again that they you have are, to work your way to heaven, okay, which is so Catholicism. That you've got to work your way to heaven. So you're not saved by grace, meaning unmerited right, favor. Right, you're not saved. No, no, you have to work for your salvation, right. Okay, yeah, and that's specifically what they teach. They're not just teaching poorly. <laughs> you know, sometimes people teach, you know, uh, faith without works is dead very poorly, um, and they mess that up. So they're specifically saying that you 
you are saved for what? You have to earn your way to heaven. What did Jesus have to right, do? Right, exactly. You have to work your way to heaven to get there or you're not going and that you can't actually be saved until Jesus comes back. You can't no. really know if you're born again or not if you don't if your works don't line up perfectly with you know and they only teach Old Testament mostly. Once in a while they'll go to the book of Acts or whatever, but mostly all, all Old Testament. It's almost like being in an Orthodox Jewish um church. It's a different place. Okay. So and you're you're wondering how do you deal with this with your friends if you leave that church and go somewhere else? What's the Yeah. What's, yeah. yeah. Cuz I don't want to hurt anybody, but I can't invite anybody in good conscience to that church because new believers will be confused with all this riffraff. It's not being yeah. taught right, you know. Right. Well, the first thing I would say is you're you're right. I think I would say you're being called by God to go to another church, okay? Yeah, it's a, it's right. something you have to do. We don't stay in a church with bad theology because of our friends. I mean, the truth is, is sure. lots of people do that. I, mean, I know a church that's not too far away from my church where the theology is terrible. And the people sitting there, they go to lunch and complain about the theology, but they keep going to church there every week. And they know it's bad, but they keep supporting it and staying there. But it's not doing anything for the gospel. And right. At the, at the end right. of the day, you know, Vicki, this is what I would tell you, is that you said you don't want to hurt your friends, but you're hurting them by not doing what the Lord's calling you to do. Does that make sense? Wow. That they need to see somebody with conviction say, this church isn't teaching the gospel. I love you, and you can say it. You say, I love you, and I love the people here, but I cannot follow a false gospel, and I'm going to go somebody else. And you can say that lovingly, now they might come right. with you. They might say you're wrong, Vicky, and they you know, they might have their own belief there that they want to stay, or they might have reasons. You know, a hard thing about church for people is that for a lot of people, churches it doesn't matter what's taught. What matters is it's their social club, and it's where mm-hmm. their friends are. And you might be struggling with that. And I understand that, um, mm-hmm. but you can right. also leave and still be social with these these people who are your friends. Go to coffee. Right. You, don't, you still, don't have to. Uh, end- Right. Yeah. You don't have to end your friendship with them. You don't have to unfriend them on your Facebook or whatever. You right. Know, you just have to say, exactly. you know what? Here's what the scriptures say uh, about salvation. Get them into the New Testament. You know, ask. You mm-hmm. might ask them, why do we not go into the New Testament? Why are we not in the Book of Romans? Uh, and really understanding that we're saved by grace. That's the that's the great thing about being a Christian is that yes, good works matter, and yes, we need to do. Uh, follow Jesus. And, you know, the Great Commission is not just teaching people what Jesus taught. It's teaching people to obey what Jesus taught. Right. So there is a place for being holy and for works. But if you think you're you're earning it, the, the thing that is distinct from Christianity, from every other faith in the world, every other philosophy in the world is right here with what you're talking about. In Christianity, mm-hmm. you're saved by grace by faith in Jesus Christ, he took, he did all the works for you and he paid the penalty for your sins. You get credit for that. Every other faith and philosophy in the world, you have to earn salvation or earn nirvana or earn whatever it is that's the benefit, not in Christianity. So I think it's important that you stand up for this accurate conviction that you have. Mm-hmm. Find, find a church that teaches uh, that you're saved by grace uh, no church is perfect, you know, and you're going to find churches that disagree on various things theologically, but most Christian churches um, will teach that you're saved by faith. They will teach mm-hmm. 
that right up front, and you can go and ask that question. And there's the questions I would ask is, uh, how is it, you know, ask the pastor, or whoever interviews you, if you go for membership or something, you know, how are you saved? The big question is, is Jesus Christ the only way of salvation? What do they say? If the answer is yes, well, then they're on the right track. If the answer is no, or it's Jesus Christ and you got to do X, Y, and Z, well, then you need to question what, what do they mean by that? But I would say mm-hmm. for the sake of your friends, they will learn a lot from your willingness to to undo your social connections and even risk their friendships. And I would, and it's because you care about them. Exactly. Yeah, you, right. You know, that's so, confirmation. Yeah, yeah. That, that's wisdom right there. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that helps you out. Thank you for your call. It helped a lot. That. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank Vicky. you. Thanks for calling Southern okay, California Live. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything, but if you've got a Father's Day story, a story about your dad that you want to share, you want to honor your, your father today, we'd love to hear that story. You can also call up with a dad joke if you've got one of those that you just can't, you can't help it, but you just need to tell it. 888-528-2557. Steve from San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, this was, this was a great idea of you. It's a good Father's Day story. My story is um, my dad was an important man. He ran a hospital. He was an ER doctor and everything. But anyway, I was maybe 13, 12. Me and all my buddies, we broke into one of my buddies' parents' alcohol drawer. And we were all curious about getting drunk. So I was the first. And I started drinking a vodka bottle that was there. And it wasn't working because I was a little boy. I didn't know. So I just kept drinking it and drinking it. I kept telling everyone, hey, it's not working. It's not working. So I guess eventually after 10 or 15 minutes, I had drunk, I don't know, an enormous amount, right. one or two cups or whatever. And then 20 minutes later, it starts working. And then very quickly, I got very sick and vomit and I pass out. <laughs> and then all my friends go, oh, man, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? And they're like, oh, he's dying, man. He's dying. And they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then they remembered that my dad was a doctor. So this was like 2 in the morning. They went to my house. They they lifted me and carried me literally to my house. I was passed out and dying. They went to my front door. They dropped me up at the front door and they pounded on the door. They woke up my dad. My dad opened the door and said, well, hey, hi, kids. What's going on? And they said, um, hey, sir, um, we think your son's dying. He drank too much alcohol. So my dad went into ER mode. They got the ambulance, all that. I went in the hospital, and I recovered after several days in the hospital. Anyway, I came back home. My dad didn't say a thing. Didn't say a thing the next night. Didn't say a thing the next day. He didn't say a thing. Didn't say a thing. And after a week, I was just completely tormented. But he never said a thing. Never said a thing ever. Nothing about it ever. About a year later, a year later, he said, "Hey son, um, tell your friends that thank you, and and you got good friends. They they saved your life." Wow. And I remember I started crying, and I left. But. I just remember that was um, very loving and very hard for him to do. Yes. I, I just, I, I don't, 
I don't remember how he could do that or not do that, but I, I guess he realized I, I learned my own lesson or something. But um, you know, I, I never drank after that. Yeah, I'm you a, know, you know, fifty-year-old man, and I, I, you know, I have a beer once a year, and that's it. And I don't like alcohol, and it, it turned out for the best, I guess. But yeah. that was a very loving thing he did. I, right. I was expecting for him to beat the crap out of me. Right. Beat the beat the daylights out of me. Excuse me. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Steve, thank okay, you for your story. story. Uh, yeah. I love my dad very much. He gave me a lot of freedom. Steve, thank you very much for uh, telling that story. You know, a great thing about dads is that we have to, it's true for all people, there isn't always a right or wrong way to do things. You know, there is, but there isn't, you know, a clear answer sometimes about how to handle these situations, an extraordinary situation like this. Except that what the Bible teaches us, and men, this is a thing to grasp here, is that we need to have wisdom with how we deal with things, especially with our kids. The wisdom to know how do we approach them when we, they're doing something wrong. The wisdom to know when to keep quiet. And the wisdom to know that maybe keeping quiet with Steve was the right thing, it clearly was for him. Maybe some other people, other, other sons you might have may not be the right thing for them. See, it's wisdom is how you determine that. And... Dads, I'll leave you with this. I got to take a break. If you're struggling with your kids or you're just wondering how do you relate, how do you deal with discipline, begin by asking God for wisdom. Um, Wisdom is how you discern how to parent, how to deal with these terrible situations. I mean, obviously, Steve's dad was going through something terrible. I can't even imagine the horror of having to deal with that. And as a doctor and knowing all the ins and outs, hey, my son's probably going to die. Uh, and what to do, and then to have the patience and the wisdom to be quiet and look at how it impacted Steve's life. That's what wisdom does, my friend. That's that's wisdom of the Lord. We've got to take a break. The number is 888 Father's Day weekend. We'd love to hear stories about your dad. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live Friday edition. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. It's Father's Day weekend. And uh, I hope that you've got a good Father's Day plan for uh, your dad. If your dad is still with us or you're spending some time maybe remembering your dad, if you want to tell a story about your dad, honor your dad on our show today, give me a call right now, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, we'll take your call. We've had some great stories. You know, the dad stories, it's all different than Mother's Day. You know, different kinds of stories. We have different relationships with our dads, uh, different approaches to parenting between father and mother. And that's a big deal in our culture today. You know, one of the things I think that is why we struggle so much with so many things, and we could talk about, and we have before, fatherlessness and all the statistics that go on with that. But when we get into the core of so many social struggles that we have, the, the belief that we have that there's not an importance of dads or maybe even not an importance of mothers and fathers together, that they are different. They're just different. Men and women, you know, maybe it's not politically correct, but we're different. That's why these stories are different about dads. It's a different kind of emotion, different kinds of things being said. And different doesn't mean unequal. Different means different. We're made differently. We act differently. Not everybody's 100% the same. Sometimes, you know, there's some moms who are more like dads, dads more like moms as far as, Maybe things that they do, but you know what? Men, are, men and women are different. I always notice this when I do a wedding. When I do a wedding 
and I go and I, I talk and I hang out a little bit with the groomsmen, you know, before the wedding. And, uh, you know, the groomsmen, they say things kind of mean to each other. You know, they, they'll smack each other a little bit. And, uh, you know, you could say, you could, the best man can say to the groom backstage before the wedding, you know what, Fred, I don't know how such a beautiful woman like Martha would marry a fat pig like you, Fred. And all the guys laugh and we go, ah, and it's funny. That's a compliment to the guy. That's a compliment to the groom. That's a, you know, whether he's a fat pig or not, you know, that, you know, that doesn't matter. It's a compliment. But when I, if I go in and I check and see how the ladies are doing, sometimes I'll do that. They're never joking like that. They never say, you know what, Martha, I don't understand how uh, such a great man like Fred would marry a fat pig like you. There would be no laughing. There would be crying, fighting. It would be, it would be horrific. It would be an insult. Uh, that doesn't happen. And you know why? The only reason is because we're different. This is why we need fathers and mothers. This is why this is how we are designed to be. Uh, and completely different this way. It is, and it matters so much, we've lost that. Uh, I don't think we've lost that as individuals. I think people know this. You know, I think we, we hear all this politic in our country today where we, we define marriage differently and love is love and we say all this stuff, but I'm not sure how much we really believe. I think most people, I'm not talking just about religious people, I think most people understand that for them, they really would like to have mothers and fathers, um, male and female influence. And they really do see things different. And I know that many of us are missing that. Many of us didn't have that. And we, were, we can be very appreciative of what we have. We grew up in a single parent. You know, there's lots of single dads, single moms out there who have done a wonderful job raising kids. A tremendous job with hard work and everything. But there's something there that we know we're supposed to have. This is something ultimately we all get once we are with the Lord once we are with the Lord forever. There's family. Second Corinthians six eighteen, a promise that we have from our Father in heaven is this, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That's the relationship we have with our parents. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Lincoln from Chino, welcome to Southern California Live. Well, thank you. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you took my call. Yeah. Hi, Lincoln. What's your Father's Day story? Hi. Um, I I just want to say I, I count myself as a very blessed man. My dad uh, dropped out of school in the sixth grade because uh, he was raised down south and he only had a sixth grade education. Uh, he and my mother had fourteen of us, and in spite of him dropping out of school in the sixth grade, my father was motivated by the fact that he had to take care of his family no matter what it took. And my dad would work at least one job and oftentimes two or three jobs to make sure that we were not homeless, we were not hungry, we were not without clothes, etc. And the biggest thing for me is with only a sixth grade education, the devotion he had to the reading of his Bible, of serving God, and raising us as godly children. And I really, really miss him. Um, he and my mother were married the whole time uh, that they were married until my mother passed away in 83. But my dad always persisted. And when some of my family started having children out of wedlock, my father said, listen, none of my grandchildren are going 
into the foster care children, and he would adopt. Keep in mind, he had 14 of his own children already, but he adopted many of my grandchildren, many of his grandchildren, and it was such a blessing to see how my father showed the love of God uh, to everyone that he saw, the way he prayed, and the way he told me, son, as long as you stay in this house, you're going to church. And I, I really appreciate He taught me how to drive, repair cars, and, and so on. And I just, I really want to share that about my dad, Lincoln Bostick Sr. What a great story, and what a great dad you had. He was a wise man. Uh, yeah. A very, a very yeah. wise Two man. Minutes. And he passed that along to you, and you're passing that along to us. You know, uh, thank you for telling thank us that you. story. And I'm grateful for your dad. What a great story. Yeah. And you, you know, I think for uh, guys, if we're insecure about something, our education, maybe you didn't graduate high school or maybe you didn't get that degree you wanted or life happened and you didn't accomplish something that would go on your resume, that's not what life is about. It's about the wisdom of the Lord. Right. Get into your Bible and do what Lincoln did, Lincoln's dad, Lincoln Sr. did, and raise your kids, raise your family to honor the Lord. Lincoln, thank you for your call today. Happy Father's Day to you. You're welcome. All right, thank you. Mm. You know, that's an, that's an inspiring story. Great One story, minute. Lincoln. Really good story. Hey, everybody, we are going to have Hour 2 here in just a minute of Southern California Live. It's Father's Day. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about if you want to change the subject. But we'll keep coming back to Father's Day and your stories, uh, the different things that you might want to share about your dad. And uh, also, it's an opportunity for the best dad jokes that you have. Did you hear about the king that was only 12 inches tall? He wasn't a very good king, but he was a great ruler. I'm going to let you sit on that one while we go through the break, and we will be back here in just a moment. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back with a Friday edition of SoCal Live. Don't go away. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.